We talk about our Future Ready programme a lot at WSP, but how did it start and where has it got to now? What we have achieved and where are we heading in the future? We're here to demystify Future Ready and discuss its implementation both across the business and within WSP's network, including how it's benefited clients globally. My name is Sophia Key. I'm the head of Future Ready for WSP in the Middle East, and I'm delighted to be joined by David Simons, Climate Change and Sustainability Director at WSP in the UK, to explore the meaning, purpose, ideation, growth and implementation of our Future Ready programme. Hi David, thank you for joining us. Hi Sophia, nice to be with you. Thank you for coming on board today. I'm really excited to get to the basis of how Future Ready was developed in WSP and what inspired you to begin this amazing initiative. So how did the idea of launching the Future Ready programme begin, David? Well, it's a great place to start, I suppose, Sophia. Very simply, the the, the idea behind Future Ready came from two things. First of all, I was finding that we were doing a lot of work with our clients and our senior clients, helping them understand the future megatrends that would be relevant to them in their business. And secondly, the realization that a huge amount of the work that WSP does for our clients is there for a long time, from tall buildings to the transport systems that we design to the heating and cooling systems that we design for our buildings. All of these are there for decades. And we know that the world in the future is going to be different. We know that on that basis, the environment within which the designs that we have to produce or we are producing are going to be different into the future. And so given that, the challenge for Future Ready was that, first of all, there was the opportunity to to do some purposeful research on what are the trends that are most relevant to the work that we do. But then to get that out of a nice, interesting social conversation, but then to challenge our people everybody across WSP on every project to be thinking about how their projects would thrive in the future, given the the future trends that we're expecting. And that's really where Future Ready came from um, all those years ago, Sophia. That's really interesting, David. And what I'm really curious about is understanding how this was implemented within the organisation and how it was getting everyone on board internally in terms of shifting from the codes and standards that we're used to into doing something that's very different and forward thinking. So the first things that that, that we did on this, as WSP does, um, is we spoke to our clients and we took the concept of future ready to a number of clients and got their feedback. And universally, the clients that we spoke to were very, very positive about this. Um, Their feedback sometimes was, well, aren't you doing that already? That's what I expect from an organization. And it was quite a realization that Mm. for many of the codes that sometimes design teams follow, they don't anticipate the future to the extent that we're sometimes seeing that from our future ready research. So 
we spoke to clients. The second thing was we started small. So we um, we, we launched Future Ready in, in, in one region quite organically with some teams. We then got the success from those. Um, we got some more great client endorsement. And once we'd established Future Ready within one country, that then gave other forward-thinking parts of WSP the confidence to be picking up Future Ready. We are very much an organic federal um, organization like that. So we didn't mandate Future Ready from top down. But now, seven years on, we're at the stage that Future Ready is the title of our global growth strategy. Future Ready is implemented across every part of WSP. We have a tremendous governance structure. Um, it is genuinely a global program. And that all started from some very, very small ideas and small testing with clients seven years ago. Wow, David, what a great success there with implementing Future Ready. I know from the Future Ready global team that there's so many interesting people and aspects of Future Ready when we transfer it across the globe. And it's really nice to have that centralized team that you offer to support us how we're all following you in terms of how we embed this within projects and with our clients. So if we go back to basics for Future Ready and we look at the key goals of the programme, how is the progress towards those key goals going for the global team? So, so I suppose the, the, the honest answer is I am incredibly proud of the work that we're delivering on Future Ready and uh, our colleagues across the world are delivering on Future Ready. I'm also incredibly conscious that always there is more to be done. Um, mm. And so my goals of the programme, our goals of the programme is that we we continue to embed Future Ready thinking across all of our, our, our WSP teams, across the 70,000 people in the business. 20,000 mm. of those people joined the business for the first time in 2022. Um, so it's an enormous job to be embracing Future Ready and giving everybody the confidence and the culture um, where we challenge our people to see the future more clearly and then design and advise for that future as well as for today. Um, and then from that, yeah, the, the, the goals are as well as raising awareness and knowledge and culture of, of, of future ready thinking across WSP is, of course, then having an impact with our clients. Um, so we've now got over 200 case studies, many in the Middle East as well, as you'll know, Sophia, mm. where, where we have shown and we can show specifically, here are practical project examples um, from, from, from the buildings to the transport networks that we're designing that where, where our teams have thought more cleverly than, than than a typical consultant. And we have addressed some of those future mega trends. And the output of that is a better, more clever um, project and a much better service for our clients. And that's the fundamental goal that we have is just to keep embedding this and, 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 and driving Future Ready more deeply into every project that we work on. Yes, it just adds a lot of value, David, to be able to say to a client, that are you anticipating these changes and shifts and making them aware what's going to happen from everything within climate to technology, society trends and with development and then the resource availability as well. And I think it's really useful that it gets people very excited and invigorated when we're workshopping all these different shifts. One thing I'm really keen to understand is how have the clients responded to the projects that you have implemented Future Ready on in comparison to before Future Ready? 
I think it just, in, in all the cases, if, if we can demonstrate very practically how we're producing a more clever design for, for our clients that, that gives them the confidence that they've got a, a, a secure future-ready design, that it makes them look good, if it reduces their total mm. cost of ownership, if it's a more accurate study, um, our clients, th- th- that's, of course, what they're looking for. Um, and, and and so, yeah, I mean, if we if we just think about you know some of the challenges that the Middle East will will face into the future, um, and which you know you 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 will know, Sophia, from rising sea levels to mm. increasing numbers of flash floods in Saudi, um, through to you know the the the, the changing societal um, populations um, across the Middle East. You know there is if if we can bring that to life and very practically say as as we've done in some of the buildings we've been designing in Dubai and in Qatar um, or in look modeling um, f- future greenhouse gases for the rail network um, in in UAE by mm. being able to see the future more clearly and, and 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 integrating that future into others it's a much better service clients like that quite rightly. Absolutely. And I think particularly where we have areas with predicted climatic shocks and risk factors, it's very useful, especially when clients that we work with in the Middle East are developing large-scale developments, you know, practically new communities and environments in a fresh location. It really does add a lot of value to be able to protect their asset portfolio in terms of addressing those climate risk factors. The climate risks in anticipated in the Middle East are mainly around temperatures. They're going to be increasing fundamentally over the next 50 to 100 years. And water scarcity is becoming more frequent, more drought. So I think it's been a really interesting exercise. My previous career, I was a sustainability uh, consultant and I wore the sustainability uh, consultant hat and we used to do all of our analysis based on historical data. So, you know, 100 years past. And I think we're at this unique crossroads where we have access to so much data and technology that allows us to look into the future. I often say that I have a crystal ball when meetings happen. And it's quite funny because you're able to provide facts and data to prove things will happen in the future. And obviously, we can never be 100% accurate, but we can give a very good idea about stress factors that our built environments will anticipate in the future, which adds a lot of value for our clients. Okay, so let's move on to the next steps for Future Ready. What else do you have planned, David, for Future Ready globally or in the Middle East in particular, since that's my main focus? So so I think that the, the next steps that, that we have, I mean, right, right across the world on, on, on Future Ready is First of all, to to be continuing to um, to, to capture um, more insights on on what we see the future, and I think probably the area that we'll especially be focusing on more is is some of the future societal trends. Mm. So we're, we're we're doing a lot of work at the moment looking at the growth of neurodiversity, mm. um, and um, and and how in reality, while um, neurodiverse people you know th- those with 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 dyslexia um older people with um with 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 different um mental um health and, and and neurodiversity needs um they're generally not well considered in 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 the schemes that we work on so mm. th- there's that in the middle east also th- thinking about the growth 
and 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 levels of obesity in 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 the Middle East as well. Yeah. Um. You know, something like Qatar, which has the 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 the, the world's sixth highest prevalence of obesity amongst boys. Um. So. Mm thinking there about how we can design places that um, mean that the, the built environment is, is is part of the solution as well as being part of the problem um, is um, will, will, will be key. I think then next steps for, for us internally is then continuing to embed future ready both in terms of technical skills and also the culture and giving everybody in WSP the confidence that they can think wider than just design code um, and that that's part of of bringing your best to work at WSP every day. And then the the, the third piece is is, is then, of course, it's the outcomes and it's continuing to build on the 200 or so brilliant case studies that we have, but to continuing to demonstrate on every project and with our clients about how we, WSP, are making a difference by applying future ready thinking across all of our projects. Yeah, it's fantastic. We've got a bright future and lots to look forward to. Just one final question, though, before we sign out. What's the biggest challenge you see in the future in terms of climate, technology, society and resources in the region? I think we've touched upon a few of those. And one thing that really springs out to mind is to balance. So, for example, the balance between future climate, where we're anticipating a lot higher temperatures throughout the year in the Middle East. And then we balance that out with a societal issue, you know, with obesity and people wanting and having a lot more awareness around their health and well-being. We're looking into trends where the amount of time we spend indoors because of these extreme outdoor heat is going to increase. So, you know, what's the biggest challenge really in balancing these climate shocks with the health and well-being societal trends of being indoors more and how is that going to shift our whole way of thinking in terms of designing our spaces yeah these these are all great questions and 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 that's the whole beauty of future ready that we're thinking about these future trends in the round rather Mm. than just taking a climate lens just taking a societal lens just taking a resources lens by 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 saying let's have a look at all of this and then let's come up with the best solution that is right for Mm. this um it, it's it's a simple ask. Um, it's a it's it, it's a positive, optimistic challenge. I think just to, to build, Sophia, on, um, on 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 what you were saying, I'd, I'd I'd also say you know as well as from a climate change point of view, you you quite rightly talk about peak temperatures, but let's also think that the you know flash flooding we've we've seen a lot of that um uh, across the region yeah. and we'll we'll see more of that um you know that's a real infrastructure challenge um mm. and then the other one that you know aside from the societal side that that we should we we quite rightly should talk about um is also just water resources so if you go to saudi per capita water demand in saudi is double the global average 265 mm. liters a day you ca- simply cannot just desal your way to um to sustainable water production mm. at some point the region is going to have to get to grips with that sort of level of water consumption because that is completely unsustainable um and um and and so that again is absolutely one of the future trends that i would say is 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 critically important for um 
for, for the region. There's many as well. We could, of course, we could talk about net zero as well. We could talk about um, cyber threats for, for and, 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 and political threats um, to the future as well. Um, and, and, and of course, the growth of, of biodiversity as being really important as well. Um, yeah, so, so much to go at, so much opportunity for us in WSP. It, it It's a great challenge for all of our teams working not just in the Middle East, but across the world to be at the heart of addressing that. Thank you for sharing that, David. And I think that's one of the most invigorating parts of implementing Future Ready within the business, that comparison. So, for example, what we're doing here in the Middle East is very different to what our colleagues are doing over in Denmark, for example. And, you know, we have so much mirroring in terms of the way we work, but also so many different challenges to identify and address within our design work. It's a really, really exciting program to be part of. And actually, we're finding a lot of people are coming to WSP to work for us because of the Future Ready program. It's, you know, bringing in the best people that want to do and think very differently and want to expand the work that we're doing. So with that being said, I want to say thank you so much, David, for joining me on the podcast today and sharing the Future Ready story with our listeners and our audience. To our audience, thank you so much for listening all the way through. It's a pleasure to have you here today and to understand more about how WSP as a business is embedding future ready and improving our future resilience. Please leave us a comment if today's episode has sparked your interest. And don't forget to join us again for the next episode of the WSP Anticipate podcast.